When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Detroit leading Montreal 3-2 with five minutes left in the second period. Same part of the game, lightning up 1-0 against Boston. Penguins and Capitals 1-1. Five minutes left in the first, no score. Sabres and Jets, seven minutes to go in the first. Devils and Predators 1-1. And about halfway through the first period, Philadelphia leads Minnesota 1-0. Three games still to come, including Chicago at Calgary. The Blackhawks then here on Saturday, 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30. Ched, as they will take on the Edmonton Oilers, who had their six-game winning streak snapped last night. The Oilers have not won more than six in a row since they got to nine back in February and March of 2001. They've had several, several uh, opportunities over the year, even a couple of the years where they weren't very good. They've had opportunities to get it to seven games, uh, haven't been able to do it. So now the way the NHL counts things, it is a point streak. Uh, but not a winning streak, 6-0-1 in their last seven. There was a gentleman at the game last night, and uh, we're going to talk to him, and he's going to give us, I I think, a very uh, unique and well-informed perspective. I welcome Adam Seaborn to Inside Sports. Adam, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? Reed, good to be here. It's good to talk to you. Now, I read off your title earlier. You're a sports media analyst, <laughs> and you're the head of partnerships at Playmaker Capital. Um, but yeah. I, I want you to explain it, it, the Coles notes in your in your own words. Who are you, and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good question. I mean, sports media analyst is a bit of a self-titled uh, job posting. It's not a real title. No one pays me for that work. But that's generally, as people know me on Twitter, and I know you mentioned earlier a few of my tweets, um, talking about what's going on in the Canadian media landscape, the Canadian sports landscape, uh, the NHL. Uh, and, you know, my day job is head of partnerships with Playmaker, which is a, a digital media company based out of Toronto. Okay. So there, there's a little Cole's notes about, about who, who you are. Um, and you, you were at the Oilers game last night. Was this your first visit to Rogers Place? This is my first visit to Rogers Place. My first visit to Edmonton at all, actually. I'm embarrassed to say I'm from Toronto, so before I lose credibility with your audience. This is my first time here, and uh, as you alluded to, I was blown away. I had an amazing time. All right, well, a, a couple things. First of all, you're allowed to, c- to come to Edmonton in June and July when it's light out until almost 11. <laughs> You'll have a bit of a different experience. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping you can elaborate, and, and I'll let you put it in your – I won't even bother reading your tweets because you can elaborate, but give me well, – what are a couple things that really impressed you last night? Yeah, well, so I'll say I went to the game last night with uh, with uh, Oilers Nation guys and Tyler Remchuk and had a, obviously a great experience having them host me there, you know, veterans and well-known in the city. Um, 
you know, I arrived at the rink, first of all, early to find that everyone was there, which being from Toronto is not commonplace. If anything, people show up after puck drop. Uh, Jersey penetration was probably, you know, 90, 95%. This is on a regular Wednesday night when you know, the game is, I guess, to extend the win streak, but it's relatively, you know, irrelevant to the, the grand scheme of the season. Um, and the entire atmosphere outside in the Ford Hall was just, no music playing, you know, reasonably priced $6 beers. It seemed like a, a pretty big stark contrast from what goes on in a city like Toronto or even other NHL rinks around the country and even in the U.S. Okay, well, that's that's really interesting to hear because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure some of my audience has been to other NHL rinks. I'm sure some of my audience has only been to games in Edmonton, either at Northlands Coliseum or Rogers Place, and maybe wonders uh, if the grass is is greener on the other side. Because it's here's one thing you said, Adam, that it's kind of a nothing game. And I know this from hosting the Oilers post-game show on 6.30, Chad. We call it overtime open line. This is my 10th season. In oil country, there's no such thing as a nothing game. <laughs> Anything could swing the season or the whole mood of the city. <laughs> Well, that's, that's what surprised me, I think. I got there, and you get in the building. The music's rocking. I've, I'd actually heard a lot of complaints about the building when it was first built. I know it's new. People were saying it doesn't feel like a hockey rink. I mean, to me, it felt like the best version of a hockey rink. It was big. It was loud. But it was clean. It was easy to get beer. Uh, people were, you know, cheering and seated. And people were standing up and, and chanting, ready to go for puck drop. All right, you may, where, where is, some people are sitting there saying, and look, as I said in my first half hour, I don't know how much the beer costs I because I'm there working. Some people might be saying, where the heck, this guy didn't get $6 beer. That doesn't sound right. Where were you? <laughs> I, I got the $6 beer pregame, I will say. I got the $6 beer outside pregame, which I've, I've heard is maybe not always the case during the playoffs. Um, but, you know, it, listen, in, in the stadium, it's, it's never going to be affordable pricing. I know NFL teams have tried that in the past. Uh, I think the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, when it reopened in 2017, they tried that stand-friendly pricing, $5 or $4 for a beer. That disappeared quickly. The teams just, just they lose too much revenue on those opportunities. So, listen, is the beer going to be a little overpriced in there? Yes. You're going to pay a little more for a chicken finger than you'd pay you know, going down to Boston Pizza? Of course. But overall, when I'm attending a game, I'm looking for it to be a show. Like, this is what I've decided to spend my money on on a Friday or Saturday or Wednesday night. And when I get there, it's not about, you know, I can understand the beer being a little overpriced if it feels like it was worth it to be there, that you had to be in the building. And I'll say compared to other buildings, NHL, NBA, other sports, for a regular season game, I've never felt like I had to be in the building like I did last night. Really? Okay. Well, that's that's really encouraging to hear. So... All right, so you mentioned that everybody was there for the warm-up, or a lot of people were there from the warm-up. And i, I got to be careful here because you know about the relationship the rest of the country has with Toronto, and you're probably sick of it. So I don't want to just – I'm not asking you this to troll Toronto, but since you, you are from there and you've been to a lot of games, like, is it different in Toronto because there's more traffic and it's late arriving? Is it more of a corporate crowd? Like, can you put your finger on it? Yeah, listen, Toronto is obviously the, the butt of the joke for the rest of the country. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to shed a little light on it. And this is not to specifically target Toronto. I think Toronto does a good job with the hand that they're dealt. But the reality is, is that the purpose of the game is quite different at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. First of all, that is a building that hosts 
the Leafs. That's their main tenant. But the Raptors have just as many games there. They also are passed for concerts almost every night. It is a real multi-purpose rink that has seen a lot of traffic. It is a little bit older now, uh, to be honest. While the amenities are strong, there's a little older. But most importantly, the kind of idea of going to the Toronto Maple Leaf game, uh, especially on a weeknight, is very business It is kind of the de facto, you know, business dinner, business lunch to do uh, during the week. So as a result, you get a lot of people coming straight from Bay Street, straight from downtown. They're wearing a jacket and tie. They're not going to put on a jersey. Uh, they've paid a lot of money uh, for those seats, or they've been taken by a company that's paid a lot of money for those seats. And the expectation is that you're kind of there to work, which means you're probably going to have one less beer. You're probably going to be a little more embarrassed to cheer. You're probably going to not want to stand up. And you might spend a little bit too much time in the concourse between periods and miss the start of puck drop. Interesting. Okay. This is, this is, this is a really interesting take for sure. Uh, Adam Seaborn joining us tonight on, uh, on Inside Sports. So how many... Uh, like, have you been to most of the NHL rinks, uh, all of them? Like, what what else I is... I, I can't say I've been to, to most. So here's what I'll say is that, to me, the NHL is... Uh, the sport that translates the least from TV to live. Right. You talk to people who are casual NHL fans, specifically people in the southern U.S. who don't really get hockey. You take them to a game, whether it's in Florida, and there's only 5,000 people there. It's at Mullet Arena uh, in Arizona. And they see it live, and they're, they're, oh, my God, this is amazing. Look how fast they're going. Look how hard people are getting hit. It doesn't translate to TV very well. So to me, the NHL is always the best live event sport compared to the other big four. The NFL most likely being the worst, in my opinion. A lot of ad breaks. It's just such a great TV product. The NFL is not great to watch live. The NHL is really good live. Then you add on top a place like the Bell Center on a Saturday night, which is, you know, up there in terms of sports experiences you can have. I would say that Rogers last night was a, a good atmosphere. I can only imagine what's like an important playoff game. It's packed. They're intelligent fans. They're loud. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's wearing jerseys. I think that's what you're looking for as a sports fan when you're going somewhere. You want to feel like you just got strapped onto a rocket ship that was already going to be there even if you weren't. Yeah. I, I like how you put that, and it's it, it's a good transition into some of your other uh observations just on, on like you said sports media and stuff like that because you, you made a great point about the nfl which i think is well i mean newsflash like the the best league in north america uh, they got a great product but you're you're right people say to me and i guess to a lesser extent the the, the cfl which is you know people still watch on tv but the the attendance isn't always great people say why would i go to a game when I get five different replays after a play of perfect angles. The bathroom is 20 feet away, not 200 feet. You know what I mean? Like, is, is that is, is football going to become a harder sell as we move into more digital stuff? I think it is, actually. I, I, listen, I think the NFL is a behemoth, obviously. Um, but it's a TV show. The NFL, to me, is not a live event business. It's a TV show. So, I mean, in the United States, the top 100 TV broadcasts last year, 88 of them were NFL games. Uh, 12 of them or 10 of them or something like that were college football. There was one political event. It's all football. Those are the biggest TV shows in America every single week. And 12 of those you know, top 100 were Cowboys games. So, I mean, if you're in the U.S., the top TV show on TV, it isn't you know, Grey's Anatomy or the Big Bang Theory. It's the NFL. It is religion to 
watch the NFL on Sunday. And as a result, the investment that's gone into broadcasting the NFL is extremely high from paying people like Tony Romo, you know, millions of dollars. I think it's over a million a game now. Uh, to the amount of technology that goes into the broadcast, they are super serving that at-home viewer uh, in a way that other leagues I, I just don't. Gate revenue is still important to them. So the gate revenue is so small for the NFL, um, it could almost disappear and not really be a blip on the radar for them. They've got a $100 billion broadcast deal. Hundred billion dollar uh, broadcast deal, not hundred million, hundred yeah. billion. So th- th- they're kind of set without you going in there and buying a you know a twelve dollar overpriced Coors Light. Uh, they don't need that revenue, so they've kind of stepped away from that being the primary way people engage. Now that said, the atmosphere at some NFL games, uh, I'll use the Seahawks for example, they really embrace that thirteen or twelfth man mentality. Uh, and they embrace, like, the if you're coming to the game here, it's going to be loud. We're going to be a factor on defense. Um, the tailgate culture, I'm a huge Bills fan. Go down to a Bill tailgate and tell me that's not one of the best times you can have. So the NFL does have this kind of religion around the game, but the actual in-game experience is definitely lacking. Yeah, I like how you put that. And, and you you make a good point, too, because in 2020, they did a season and some – it, like it was either no attendance or partial attendance, and they were just like, "Yeah, we don't care. It's PTV's paying for it." Like it was. The- yeah, it didn't. It, they didn't even think twice about it. Whereas you know, the CFL obviously had to take a pause. The NHL took a you know massive uh, revenue hit. Even the NBA, which is again more and more leaning towards that TV and even beyond TV and the kind of like their short form Instagram, TikTok content. I think is the NBA's real. Uh, growth channel at the moment for them gate revenue is as important so i think the fan experience is not necessarily as important between the whistles but they're really good at doing activations outside of that like what i mentioned the tailgates the nba does a really good job with their all-star game and their draft getting fan festivals and kind of pre-game post-game activity all right well this, and this is interesting because i, I want to get your take as well on where we're headed with how we consume sports. And I'll, 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 I'll pose it to you this way in the context of, okay, there's Monday Night Football with the quote-unquote traditional announcers, and then you can watch Eli and Peyton talk about the game and tell stories and have a talk show-style guest on and do things like that. I mean, you mentioned you're here with Oilers Nation. I don't know if you've met Bag, Bag Milk. He's a buddy of mine. He's been on this show several times. I mean, they kind of... He was with me at the game last night. He right. was with me at the game. Yeah, so, and, you know, they take uh, kind of their own perspective and, and uh, you know, an interesting way of, of relating with fans and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, there's a guy like me that some people might think is, is an old fogey, but, you know, we still do well with our broadcasts and stuff like that. So is, is it just going to be like we're going to have the split screen options like with the Mannings or, or you can you can follow a traditional broadcast or just do a whole game interacting with other fans? Like, where are we headed here? Well, well the, to reference the movie that's likely going to win an Oscar in a few weeks, it's going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a Twitter feed. It's going to be a second, a third, a fourth feed. It's, you know, the opportunity to see highlights literally moments after they happen on TikTok and on Instagram. It's the ability to have five, six, seven other people commenting on YouTube or on other TV channels. I think, you know, the traditional TV and radio broadcasts that exist are the important kind of anchor to that. But um, fans, like fans are fanatic. Fans want more, more, more. You know, would go back 30 years and all you had was the TV broadcast. You might get some highlights in the morning. Uh, you get the newspaper article. And you might need to wait for a drive time to listen to your radio host talk about the Oilers game last night. Well, now, first thing when you wake up, there are 
you know, a number of blogs, probably by Bank Milk on Oilers Nation in Edmonton. There are podcast episodes. There are radio hits. You can get the radio on demand. There are TV highlights. There are TikToks and Instagrams and clips of the game. So it's going to be more and more. And I think the alternative streams, uh, that experiment ESPN has been doing with, with the Manning cast, that's been a huge success for them. Uh, that's been a profitable endeavor for them. We're going to see 20, 30 copycats happen over the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, are, are you still here or are you back home or what's going on? I'm in Edmonton as we speak. I, I'm headed up to Jasper with Jasper Tourism uh, for the weekend for a pond hockey tournament, which I'm very much looking forward to. But uh, listen, I, I had a great time. I got to come back in the playoffs. Uh, well, yeah, we're we're trending better to get there now, better than a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think you would enjoy it. <laughs> so, Bagnell told me it was a guarantee they were making it, so I assume they are. Well, as far as I know, he's never been wrong, which is good. <laughs> Hey, Adam, this was a lot of fun. I, I hope we can chat again someday. Thanks for sharing your experience uh, again with your first visit to Edmonton and to Rogers Place last night. And uh, hopefully next time we talk, it's in person, man. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Cheers. All right. So that is Adam Seaborn checking in, uh, sports media analyst, as he told you, head of partnerships, Playmaker Capital. And uh, he loved it last night at Rogers Place. And, yes, a lot of the comparisons was uh, was to Toronto and Maple Leafs games. But I, I thought that was interesting, kind of a, an outsider perspective on what it was like to go to that game last night. Uh, 780-496-0063. I threw out some of those similar topics to you. Best uh, fan experience. What do you want the most when you attend a game? It's Inside Sports on Chet. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. My goodness. Title track from the Poison album Flesh and Blood. 1991, Kellen, does that sound right? Yeah. It's still um, 90. Fell in love with the song when they performed it in concert this past summer at uh, Commonwealth. Flesh and Blood. Great Poison. Song. Uh, July 2nd, 1990. All right, there we go. 780-496-0063. What do we have coming in, buddy? Uh, lots of uh, written correspondence regarding the off-topic topic tonight. So well, I it's will kind share. of on topic tonight. But anyway. <laughs> I, will <laughs> I will share some of the uh, responses with you. So we had Mr. TL text in and say, you don't need the extras because you're usually working the game, Reed, LOL. We need some serious entertainment value when paying $150 for a upper bowl ticket no that's well that's fair and yeah that and i totally admit that's my as i said somewhat freakish perspective (laughs) (laughs) dan texts in and says he likes to see quality execution if he's going to a professional game he wants to see the professionals at their best right so the quality of of the game is is important Mm -hmm. to him yeah fair enough 
Wendy texts in and says, The thing that I care about most read is the score. Home team winning best game ever was in the regular season of 2005-06 when the Oilers won the game that put them in the playoffs, was in the lower bowl behind a home defended goal, discovered just how loud Oilers fans really can be. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great memory. Good good answer for sure. So I'm still hearing a lot of caring about who wins or at least the quality of the game more than the quality of the concessions, price of the concessions, quality of the in-game entertainment. Though I know the first person who wrote in said, look, we're paying a lot of money, so there better be some uh, some razzle-dazzle when, when there's downtime. I get that. But it, it sounds like most people in our informal poll are still saying they care about the team they're cheering for winning or just good quality of play. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farmer Kevin texts in Hello, and Kevin. says, Hey, Reed, just out feeding cattle, and he agrees with you. When he goes out to a sporting event, he only cares about the game. Uh, they must give 100% effort, so if they lose, it isn't that bad. But when it comes to football, a close-up shot of the cheerleaders every commercial oh, break is always very welcome. <laughs> well, I'm well sure enjoy the, the playoffs, I'm Farmer I'm Kevin. Sure, I'm sure the cattle <laughs> agree. By the way, 110%, Kevin. 100's not enough. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Play 60 minutes, 110%. Yeah, bucks in deep. What else? Yeah, exactly. Bryce in Calgary texts in and says uh, that he went to a Monday night NFL game in the mid-80s at the old Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. (laughs) Unreal crowd noise and food drink services available from Bryce in Calgary. That is a dream venue of mine to go watch a a sports game at. I wish I could have made it down there to to catch either a Lions game or something. Because it just it it looked like just a cool oh. building on TV. So Bryce listening in Calgary, that's nice. Mm-hmm. There we go. I, wonder, I don't know. If, I wonder if he's an Oilers fan or a, a, a Flames fan. I think I think he's written in before. I can't remember. Well, he's an inside sports. We fan. do he's get people thing. from all over Alberta, which warms my heart. That's right. There we go. Uh, we got an unknown text uh, again agreeing with you, saying the game itself is the reason why they uh, like going in person and says that the best live in-stadium experience they've ever had was at the Joe, Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami. Oh, cool. Did they say why? No. That's uh, it. That's Okay. That's it. If they want to say why, feel free yeah, to that's follow dol- us. Uh, that's yeah. Dolphins. Is it still called that? Pro Player Stadium, I believe. Yeah, see, it bit. is the same. It is the same building, though, yes. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hard, hard, hard Rock Stadium. It is now. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yes, formerly known as. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Pro Player and Joe Robbie before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've got one more for you from Lorraine. Lorraine says, hello, guys. Aside from my favorite team playing well and winning, I'd like butter for my popcorn, which has not been available the past few games, plus pop and popcorn, less than $8 each. That's from Lorraine. They didn't have butter at Roger's Place? Is that what she's saying? Yeah, that's what she's saying. Uh, Well, that Uh is not good. That is not good, yes. I will speak to some people for sure. I might have to bring my own butter and go hand. I could just pour it down to people from the press box. We will invest. Just hold your popcorn underneath, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be dangerous. Okay, Uh, those are fun. Keep them coming if you got something to say. Dave Campbell's coming up inside Sports on Chet.